Welcome to the LU Moment. Thank you for listening. I'm Shelley Vahanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Each week, we showcase the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. You know, it's so hard to believe we're starting the last week of classes. Finals begin May 4th, so this week is all about what we call de-stress week, and there are a lot of tutoring opportunities and academic coaching, donuts, and late-night foods that we we put out to support the students who are studying for finals. And uh, really, as we close one semester, of course, we start preparing for the next semester. Uh, Summer school will uh, go on as it has with some social distancing and um, some safety protocols in place. But as we look into the fall, um, we are going to... Um, move to a more normal um, state, uh, pre-pandemic kind of uh, normalcy. We announced last week with the availability of the COVID-19 vaccinations and the rapid decline in positive COVID tests and infection rates that Lamar University will return to operations in the classrooms and laboratories similarly to the fall 2019 with extensive in-person instruction at full classroom capacity. That's going to be our goal. So in the beginning, at least 80% of the lower division and 60% of the upper division, bachelor's versus master's, of course, courses will be taught face-to-face in the classroom with full capacity seating. And our objective for spring 2022 will be to achieve 100% face-to-face instruction with no social distancing on campus for any courses. Of course, we continue to monitor the numbers, the guidelines, protocols, and remain as flexible as needed. But, uh, you know, this is great news, and it really feels like a return to normal phase. It goes without saying that the uh, online courses will continue to be, of course, just offered online. LU has many programs that are just exclusively online, and, of course, that will not be impacted by this. But um, it's exciting stuff that we are moving beyond the, this pandemic. Uh, and, and let's face it, you know, while the rest of the world was dealing with a global pandemic, Lamar University navigated the pandemic, two hurricanes, and a plant explosion. We are stronger than ever, and we'll continue. We'll, we will return from this historic time united because we are LU. We're resilient, strong people. Exciting, exciting information. Uh, you know, there are two programs on this campus uniquely LU, the Texas Academy for Leadership in the Humanities, and the Rio's Honors College, Rio Honors College. One person is dean of both of these remarkable programs. She, she's laughing. Yes, only one person, Dr. Talisa Thibodeau, um, is in the house, and uh, she just runs from, I think, one office to the next office. Maybe they could move those close together. You're you're at the Rio's admin building, and then you run across campus um, adjacent to the what the dining hall, yeah. and that's where the talent program is. So thanks for joining us. I know I know you're running in between, but uh, we appreciate it. Uh, a lot of people don't know what the Texas Academy for Leadership in the Humanities is. So let's start there um, and give us a description. First of all, thank you for inviting me to be on LU Moments. This is an opportunity to really spread that message and get the word out there in terms of what and who we are. The Texas Academy of Leadership and Humanities is an independent high school situated here at Lamar University. Students actually do not unenroll from their high school and they come be a part of us at the academy and they take college level classes. They take honors classes. 
and they have experiences and opportunities that our undergraduate students would have. So that are admitted as freshmen. Right. By opportunity, I mean, we just had uh, one of our Tallahassee students win the second place at the exposition, the OUR, Office of Undergraduate Research Exposition, out of the three winners for their research. One of our Tal students won second place. So, so this is really a high school age student who's able to do undergraduate research like a college. Yeah. They can do pretty much wow. almost everything. Um, they, they live here on campus? Yeah, they live here on campus, so it's residential as mm -hmm. of now, but we're opening that opportunity for non-residential people who may live in the area, want to attend, but may not be able to um, afford the, uh, the uh, housing requirement um, that they pay. But the tuition is paid for up to 15 credit hours so per semester, per semester. For two years. Okay, yeah. so the only cost is the resident living. Yes, yes. That is amazing. Now, are, are you taking in high school freshmen, sophomore? What age do these young people come in? Great question. We have folks who send in info requests in maybe their ninth grade year, but they don't actually come until they would be a junior. So they'll send information requests in, and we'll contact them back, and we're actually going through quite an extensive list. Lots of folks are interested, and that's wonderful because the demand is there. I'm excited. Um, but junior year is when they would come to us and they just specifically, you know, mesh and mingle just like if they were an undergraduate student. So Incredible. And so when they graduate, they've got their high school diploma, but are they ahead in their college courses as well? Oh, yes. They graduate up to 60 hours. 60 hours. 60 hours. Imagine what that, I'm thinking as a parent of a freshman in college, how that that cuts into my uh, bill for yeah, school, right? Exactly. I mean, it's, it's worth it, that, that small housing cost. And I do think that some of those students really love that aspect, living on campus, because they're integrated with a larger campus community. I say the city of Lamar, because we do have a large population that live on campus. So, Yeah, so they're in with their peers. Yeah. Okay, these are kids. Um, let's talk about the requirements. Mm -hmm. um, you, you've got to be, be in the top of your class. Yeah, so we're looking at this from a holistic perspective. If you go to our website, which I'm currently working to build and, and change a few things in my new role, yeah. um, we ask for things like uh, just an enrollment form to kind of see where you fall. We do want to know the class rank. We do want your high school transcripts. You submit those unofficially. It's, it's kind of an extensive application process between Lamar and the Texas Academy, but we also want to make sure we have the student who is really serious about this. So we do take a look at those test scores if they do take those college board exams. Um, and then we do, there are a variety of other things. We look at recommendations from a principal, from a counselor, English teacher, an essay, and an interview. So we do quite a bit of work to make sure we have students who are really serious about being here because yeah. they are really, I mean, getting down and getting to know them just the, the last couple of months they're really a special and unique population. And I hope to build this academy out in such a way that I can send my own kids here. That's my plan, right? Big picture. Well, and it sounds like, it sounds like it's a real community. I mean, and what's the, what's the max capacity for this program? I don't think there is a max capacity okay. because some of, a lot of this is funded by TEA, and I know that it was a bit larger in the past. And I'm looking to grow it to be larger. I want this small community feel with the Tal Academy, um, but also integrated into honors and some of those other opportunities that they also have on campus. So, yes, there's definitely a small, tight-knit 
community group. Um, and um, one thing I definitely want to do is have those those students actually get out and integrate more into the campus community. So we're going to change some things up this upcoming year, um, being actively involved with Dr. McNeil and Welcome Week and really just finding ways to help them to have the best possible experience. They deserve it. They work so hard. They work so hard. Yeah. Well, I know, I know too, Tau, you know, that's what we call it here at Lamar, yeah. the Tau program. I know too. And both of them were bored in high school. And then they got to that, they got to that junior year and they were like, okay, you know, bored. And now the one who graduates, there's one still in, but the one who graduated is now 22 and getting his PhD at SMU and being paid $2,000 a month um, to be a PA. So this is the type of thing um, that the, the trajectory of someone's life if they uh, are in the TAL program. It puts them ahead and out it there. It really does. And it's a parent's dream, is it not? Your child? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's my dream to be here. Yeah. This is, I feel like this is just where I'm supposed to be, and I'm excited to grow this program. And often, you know, connect these students with those kinds of opportunities. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh, you get your own website on the yeah. website. Okay. I do. Well, I have my own website, which mm-hmm. is www.calissatibido.com. Okay. And I, you can also find us, and, and this is for, you know, students um, or parents, students, yeah. parents, um, please apply. This is out there. This is a wonderful program that the Texas Education Agency will cover up to 15 hours per semester ahead of time. So if you feel that you might be one of those people, go check us out. I encourage you to know until you do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is for students all over the country. You don't yeah. have to just be from our area. Correct. Anyone have, anywhere. Yeah. We have quite a few right, uh, close by, you know, some Beaumont, Ireland, but mm-hmm. we want to expand our outreach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things I want to do with our outreach efforts this year is really to kind of share the inside experience where we kind of uh, tell the story from the inside out and not the outside in. Exactly. So we know the tuition's there and that stuff's there, but, but to t- really capitalize on the community aspect, mm-hmm. the authentic learning opportunities and the research opportunities that you wouldn't traditionally have in a high school exactly. because you don't, yeah, you don't have research in a high school. Also, the support system that we have, um, that we've cross-threaded with honors and the peer mentor system. Really, really important. We'll be establishing those things as we move forward. Okay, so I think what I'm hearing you say is that the Tau students have access to um, the Rio Honors College students so that they can get that peer, that peer mentoring. So let's move into the Rio Honors College. Feels like the Tau students would maybe naturally move into Rio Honors College? That's the hope. We're hoping to have that pipeline. I think with me in both places, they'll mm-hmm. get to know me and build a relationship with me, and we're cross-threading with our staff. So they'll see people in both places um, that can support them. And we also actually pulled our honors advisor. He has now an office over in the academy. So he can work with the counselor there and, and kind of developing that transition or that pipeline and what courses students might need to take currently to graduate high school, technically in town, but to come over into honor. So that is a move that I felt was really important if we want to build that pipeline. <laughs> okay, so honors college, um, let's talk about the, the um, why is that such a unique program? Do you have to apply for that program? And, and, and talk a little bit about why students would want to be involved in that. So, yes, you do have to apply for the Honors College. Um, and I think what is so amazingly unique, and I actually had a chance to sit in with our Stepping Up 
um, civic initiatives that we do with honors, and we work with 501c3s, and I was able to interview interview, um, 15 of our students one-on-one for five minutes via Zoom, of all places, and I had a chance to really find out what that, what I talked about earlier, kind of sharing the story from the inside out, Mm -hmm. and it's really the same that I kind of get from the Cal students. They want that support system and that network of people who are of professors and honor students and Cal kind of connecting all those people. They want that network of, of building relationships with people and um, mentoring and just to have the opportunity that they may not have in a traditional program. college or program. Mm-hmm. Um, because they are unique, they are a smaller group. I feel like I am the luckiest person on this campus because <laughs> I get to work with these students. This is amazing. This is a dream come true. But what makes us unique? I want to take the level of research and the level of academics and the level of scholarship, all those pieces, and service leadership, and bump that up and elevate that, right? So when we're doing good, let's make it excellent. When we get excellent, let's make it even better than excellent, you know, and right. we're going to keep moving up in that way. So I found one of the best ways to do that is to help my honor students turn challenges into opportunities, to help my honor students um, look for untapped opportunities, right. help them to, you know, create a, a significant learning environment for them where they have choice and ownership and voice through authentic learning experiences. Um, so I see, you know, everything that I see is goes to the lens, both how and honor, of you know, impact, innovation. Are we doing those two things through research, through academics, through service leadership? Am I leading as I serve others? Well, in the community, it sounds like they just have these really unique unique communities, and I think students, especially through this pandemic, are so hungry for that. You know, just that that social connection Mm -hmm. and being engaged with one another. And we always talk about it, Lamar, that we we educate one student at a time, and you're really able to interact with these students and make sure that they get that one-on-one time. We talk about community, and that's so important. We actually built a community engagement committee that's cross-threading between PAL and honors. Oh. We will be going out in the community to do just that. That's awesome. So I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're wonderful programs, and uh, for those students who are uh, exceptional in their in their schoolwork and ready to move on mm-hmm. more quickly, these are, these are great programs. How do we get in touch with you? You can call me at the Aubrey Honors College. You can find me online. You can find me on my website. You can find me at lamar.edu and search Honors College or search Texas Academy of Leadership and Vanities. You can email me, Felissa.Cibito at lamar.edu. And Felissa is T-I-L-I-S-I-A-S-A. S-A. Okay, got it. All right. We appreciate it and everything that you're doing, and we're excited because these students are going out and um really making Lamar proud. That's it. It's great. All right. All right. Uh, we appreciate you listening to the LU Moment and hope you have a great week. I'm Shelley Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University, the pride of Southeast Texas.